My name is Ksenia, and I'm the founder of one of the most efficient English schools for adults, English Hub. And you know, in our school, we put a lot of efforts in the development of our teachers. That's why today we're going to talk about CPD, Continuous Professional Development. And my co-host today is going to be Alina. So Alina, can you introduce yourself a bit to our listeners? Yep. Hello, my name is Alina and I'm a teacher at English Hub. Speaking about my experience, I've been teaching English for more than two years already. And regarding my hobbies, um, when I have some free time, I prefer reading books. Uh, and recently I started reading about psychology, but I used to read like novels a lot. So yeah. And also listening to music everywhere, always like God save the Queen's Band and playing computer games to relax a bit, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. I see that you have a lot of facets of your personality. And I like the way you put it. When I have free time. If I have free time. <laughs> very typical right. situation for teachers, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. So today we're going to talk about CPD. And I believe one of the milestones that each teacher starts considering for themselves at some point of their career is taking CELTA course. Because uh, it's popular all over the world. Yeah, and it is well recognized all over the world. So how did it happen that you decided to take this course? Um, okay, so, you know, I had been thinking about taking this course one day and always watching some bloggers, you know, like sharing their experience and etc. Um, but when teaching, I felt that I lacked something, some, you know, understanding of the procedures, maybe how to elicit information and etc. But then I got this opportunity to take the CELTA course. Thanks, English Hub, a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of things that you had been doing before the course. So you were always interested in professional development, right? And you were seeking out some more opportunities. Yeah, that's that's really cool. But I believe that um, there can be some kind of preparation to this course, right? So it's not just for a newbie teacher or the person who just thinking about going to this sphere, or maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, this course originally presents itself as a course for newbie teachers, but in fact, that's not. Like, you 100% need to have the background knowledge to at least understand what they want to get from you and be able to apply to all the skills that they want to teach you. It's not just the course where you can improve your language skills or the course where you will be taught to explain the difference between the present perfect and past simple. Um, for this course, you need to at least know all the important terminology. Not only methodology, but also know all the phonetic features and the structure of the language. I mean, grammar and vocabulary, it's all to be able to perform the language analysis. Uh, because when you get there, you will not be taught it from the very beginning. So I think that for new teachers who are just entering the field of teaching, this course will be a bit challenging. Actually, a lot of organizations that provide this CELTA course they try to position it as a course for newbies. But when I was taking it, I thought that I would have had really difficult time, really hard time with it, if I hadn't had any knowledge and any practice at that time. Of course, you're supposed to devote a lot of time to self-education at this course, but it's just impossible to squeeze everything if you need to start from scratch. So uh, you mentioned a couple of things about books, about a psychologist, yeah. So if we're talking about the pre-course procedures, so what do you need to do before you enroll into this course? 
So when you decide to take CELTA, for example, you have this background knowledge and you're like, okay, I'm ready for that. You send the request to the educational center. You'll be sent the pre-interview task that you need to complete and send back. In this assignment, there are questions about how to, how would you teach this grammar? Or how would you explain the difference between these two words? Or some work with the phonetics, for example, the word stress and etc. And of course, of, of course, to write an essay, I had to write about, let me think, a good lesson for me. So what a good lesson means to me and what it consists of. And then you send back your pre-interview task. And if it was complete successfully, you'll be invited to have an interview uh, where you will be checked for your knowledge, for your methodological knowledge and etc. discussing your pre-interview task. And only after that, they might confirm you for this course. Might, not for sure. Mm -hmm. So does it mean that uh, these schools, these centers, they do not accept everyone? For sure, for sure. So it doesn't depend on okay. how much money you already have or how many certificates you already have. Because during the interview, each candidate uh, is asked the question like, why have you decided to take this course? Or why do you need to take the CELTA course? And if the answer was like, I don't know, because I know English and I like teaching. Or, you know, oh, okay. uh, because all my teacher's environment has certificates, so I also want to have it. Um, you won't be accepted into the CELTA training. Oh, I see. So you must have right motivation for this course. Right, you yeah. need to have clear ideas, uh, exp explain the real purpose. And already at this stage, the stage of the interview, understand how you can apply the certificates in your life after the course. Okay, it's pretty interesting. You know, at the point when I was applying for this course and when I was uh, taking this interview, um, I thought after the interview itself, most likely they accept everyone because it's just business. And if you're ready to pay, uh, that's okay. But after some time, I realized that a lot of teachers, they tend to belittle themselves, you know, because if I did it, it means that it was super easy. Like there is no other reason why I did it successfully. And also one more thing that made me start thinking differently was that one of my group mates, uh, when I was preparing for a CPE, she wanted to enroll into this course as well, and she was not accepted. And that was a great surprise for me because she had some teaching experience at that time and her English like was C2 already at that time. So yeah, some criteria look really important here. Okay. Uh... Speaking of language, because you mentioned it, yes, yeah, some people are motivated to take the course because my English is good enough to become a teacher, you know, but uh, what level of English are you supposed to have in order to take this course? You are supposed to have about C1, but to tell the truth, when I was taking this course, I had the correct mate and she was above B2. So it's possible, like it's possible if you have a strong B2, it's possible to be uh, accepted to this course. But it's better, of course, to have C1 because, you know, the education is all in English and you need to understand all these aspects of the methodology of the language teaching. That's why it's better to have the strong B2 or at least to begin up with C1 to be uh, efficient in this course. Okay, I got the part about language, even though a lot of teachers 
tend to think that having a good level of English can make you a successful teacher. We see that mythology and English knowledge, yet they stay a little bit apart, right? So they are two different things. Okay. So talking about the course, um, a lot of people hesitate whether they want to take it or not, because it's pretty challenging. At least some rumors tell us this way. So was it challenging in terms of schedule, reorganizing your routine and workload? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, before the course, I learned so many posts on Instagram where teachers who have CELTA complain about how they nearly died during the course. Uh, and to tell the truth, I was also like, okay, uh, I won't manage to take it. I will give up. But now the only thing that you need to work on is your time management. And that's it. Because uh, after the course, we kind of work five days a week from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. And after the course, I always went to a walk. Yeah. So I could play some okay. games. Uh, I could read some books. So that, that was easy. If you can plan your day, you can plan your lesson. These kinds are together. Like successful teacher is not about planning the lesson. It's also about planning your life because how can you be efficient teacher without having a clear mind and always having these thoughts about, okay, I need to plan lessons. I need to write uh, four assignments. I need to prepare this, 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 but uh, no, that's not so efficient to do. Uh, right. That's a very good idea. Sometimes I hear from some people, you know, I conduct like 40 hours of lessons per week or 42. But actually, it's not something to be proud of yeah, because the quality of the lessons or the quality of your sleep, you need to sacrifice at least something in order to work that much. Okay. By the way, uh, you mentioned that you were studying at this course, you were working on this course from 9 till 6, yeah. right? But if we're talking about, yeah, something that this course includes. So you had some theoretical input sessions, right? Mm -hmm. What else? Can you elaborate a bit on this? Uh, yep. So the beginning is at 9 a.m. And by about 12, we're supposed to have some teaching practice. So we usually had some three teachers who are going to conduct in this uh, their lessons at that day. And after these lessons, we had one hour break. And during this hour, I also managed to drink some cool fango for a walk, etc. And then we're going to have two input sessions. One input session is one hour and 30 minutes about. Sometimes it was in three input sessions. So yeah, it was extremely challenging. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. okay, I see. With all the truth, I admire the way you are talking about this and that fact that you had some time to drink coffee and to go for a walk. Maybe we need to do another podcast with you about time management for teachers. Yeah, at least one day. Uh, <laughs> that's not really good because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. Still, uh, even though you mentioned that the course was not that challenging, at least not the challenging as you expected, there is a proverbial phrase, CELTA is fun when CELTA is done. Uh, why is this course considered to be so challenging? Um, I suppose because well, we need to have this work-life balance. To have it, uh, we plan not only our lessons, but all aspects of living. And some teachers, they really sacrifice something. For example, they plan their lessons, but they uh, 
they don't leave, I would say. So they think only about conducting lessons, writing assignments, input sessions, reading, reading, reading methodology, learning, learning languages, and etc. But when to leave? And by the end of the, this course, you'll be just worn out and you will go to the psychiatrist for sure. That's why most teachers say that CELT is fun when CELT is done. Like, okay, that's the end. Finally. I see. I see. That's an interesting perspective because right now we are talking more about like soft skills, again, about organizing the life, not that much about mythology. You are totally right. And maybe uh, when you are dwelling on too much on some of your professional things, actually you can't achieve some outstanding result with them because you are concentrating too much. Uh, and something should happen at the subconscious level as well, like with acquiring any skills. And teaching is also a skill that you need to learn, acquire, practice, and apply. Uh, you know, when I was thinking about taking Salta, I was also following several uh, teachers who had already done this. And um, I encountered a couple of posts from them that they had to take a session with a psychologist after completing the course. So what can be so challenging, scary, demotivating at the course? that people need to seek out the help of the specialist? So, you know, because the duration of the course is four weeks. Okay. Like, yeah, from Monday to Friday, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you need to get ready to shield yourself from stress to stay with a clear mind. Because you can imagine that. You're observed by five other teachers and one tutor. You already feel a bit nervous because you're being estimated at this moment. As still, in this moment, you need to keep in mind to use all these techniques that you are taught on the lectures. And for me especially, it was really challenging because uh, in my lessons, I used to have so friendly atmosphere. I like to, to have a talk with my students. Uh, you know, like this teacher talking time, etc. But no, uh, this, during this 45 minutes, you need to control yourself. No echoing, no repetition, time management also, because if you finish three minutes later, it's okay. You need to work on your time management. Lena, work on it, please. And maybe because of this level of stress and anxiety, some people, they can just, they may also be worn out after the course and have some help. This is psychologist. But I have a trick for that because uh, I, I'm a really interesting person. And when I had this course, okay, really like hard to say, looking at you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so each time before I had the lesson, I just took a sheet of paper and the pen and I wrote down all my negative thoughts. So you kind of clean, you kind of wash your brain and your thoughts on the sheet of paper, they are not here. So you are concentrating on the lesson on the purpose of your target to conduct it. That's it. So maybe that might work okay. for some people. Yeah. I have an idea for one more podcast with you about psychological tricks, how to tackle the anxiety for teachers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you know, um, actually what I had in my mind when I started receiving this news about going to psychologist after the course, it might be really difficult for some people maybe for me as well, guilt is charged, to receive some honest feedback. Because we have some picture of a perfect lesson in our mind, and sometimes we tend to overlook some things that are not perfect. 
something that you actually mentioned, like all these little stories from your side, you think, but my students like it. Yeah, they like my personality, my humor. But then the tutor comes on the stage and tells you, but come on, you're wasting their time. You go, no, that, that's a part of me. That's a part of lesson. So what about this feedback? Uh, was it hurtful sometimes for you, maybe for your group mates? Um, yeah, I would say it was hurtful to understand that perfection doesn't exist. Like, oh, yeah, good point. If you just need to, I don't know, you just need to notice your mistakes, mistakes or areas to work mm -hmm. on, is better to say, and work on them. It's just impossible to work on everything at one time. Like, uh, for instance, yeah, that's really my soft spot time management. And in my personal aims, two lessons in a row, I had this like an area to work on time management, time management and equity. Then I had something else. Then again, something else. So you just need to understand that it's not so important to be perfect. It's important to be efficient for your students more because you're working not for yourself. You're working for them. You're giving them progress, not you. You get the experience but you give them knowledge that they need to use. Right, right. You know, after this feedback sessions, actually I shift my perspective a lot because I realized how arrogant I used to be because uh, like a lot of lessons were really about me, myself, topics that I would like to discuss. Sometimes even I wanted to show off with my language. So like, it doesn't mean that I was speaking the whole lesson, but still, yeah. And how we need to change it. Yeah, I hope I'm not the only one who did it this way. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah, okay. That That's good to hear. Uh, right. And also, you know, sharing my experience after the first lesson, my groupmates told me that was such an awesome lesson. Like, we really liked you. Maybe you don't need the SALTA course. And then the feedback from a tutor. Hmm. So much echoing. So much repetition. Actually, uh, I have a script of uh, several instructions of yours. Let's look at them together. It was like, oh my God, like really? I didn't expect that from myself. But that was a very good way to see the room for development, something that you mentioned. Because uh, even though we have some sessions in English Hub, we observe the lessons of each other like, on a regular basis sometimes, uh, we're just kind of isolated. And we need to see different teachers from different perspective to understand what we need to take from them. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. So in order to become a good teacher, you also need to observe different experiences. Okay. But since we started uh, talking about me being arrogant teacher, um, so I have one more question to you. Did you have the feeling at the beginning of the course that you already knew all the theory from the input sessions? Because um, I did. That some world phase happened, not with the input session though. So what about the theory? Um, what are your feelings? I had this feeling. I had this feeling because when I was listening to our tutors telling us all this theory, I was like, okay, now that like, uh, that's so easy, but it's easier said than done. And when it came to teaching practice, it was a bit difficult to implement everything in only one lesson, 45 minutes, no echoing, no elicitation, 
more nomination, time management, teacher talking time, error correction techniques, modeling, drilling, pronunciation, and etc. So, because when we when we talk about Salve, it's not only about you know like acquiring new knowledge in theory in methodology. It's not about okay now I know one more technique. It's all about how we use this technique in your lessons, because we can know everything about a communicative approach, but how we apply it. We can know a lot about lexical approach, but how can we apply it in our lessons? That's why when it when it came to the input session, okay, that's easy. But when it came to teaching practice, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see you. Same story for me myself. Yeah, because you mentioned it totally right. So many things to keep in mind, and also that tension of six observers at least. Right. And um, talking about the course and the outcomes of the course, what was the most valuable one? Let me think. So I would say, first of all, I've improved my self-confidence because after you've been observed by five other teachers and one tutor, nothing scares you anymore, for sure. Uh, that's first. And second, maybe okay. uh, now I see why I need to do this. Uh, these are that with my students, not only because it is written in a course book, but how it influences their skills. Why should I do this? What should I do for this? And etc. Right, right. So you started seeing an aim, let's say. Right. Yeah. yeah, and the aim of the lesson is just not to go through the teacher's book or the teacher's guide. Right. Yep. So, uh, if we summarize the outcomes of the course, so the feedback, the improvement of self-confidence, right? Yeah. And actually more purposeful, uh, work with students. Let's For put it this way. Practice, the real practice and the feedback that you get, because, okay, mm -hmm. you can teach and you can even not notice that you do something wrong what you're teaching, but when you see, you start feeling your lesson, you start noticing each step yourself in your lives and you start correcting yourself right yeah and that's very important um because for a teacher it's just crucial to reflect on the lesson that they conduct and sometimes we don't have time for this or we don't know what to pay attention to that's also the case by the way uh, when it comes to feedback i mentioned that i was kind of demotivated with the first feedback that i got but uh, i have to add some more information here like yeah on the one hand um like i received some comments that i didn't expect but on the other hand the majority of feedback um it was kind of encouraging to receive them because tutors were mentioning a lot of positive points your progress or your natural strengths and uh, it was encouraging you and motivating you, at least me, yeah, to, to get even better. Because uh, I started seeing some great potential in myself that I could do this and I still can do this. Was it the same for you? Uh, yep, the same. And I also want to add that it all depends on the person, how you accept your mistakes, how you accept critics, whether you're really open-minded and whether you're really ready to get this feedback. Because if you go to CELTA just to show your skills and to be praised for that, it's not the best way. CELTA, it's more about to check your teaching and correct your teaching, kind of involve your teaching skills. 
Yeah, improve and right, perfect, good, one of the best way. Um, okay, you know, after the last lesson of the course, uh, we had some chit chat with our teammates, and I heard that some of them were not really worrying about the final results that they were going to receive, because they decided for themselves that they were not going to use those tools they studied. I was quite surprised because they put a lot of efforts into this mm -hmm. and time and let's be honest, money, yeah? So can I assume that this course will not be useful for everyone? You have already mentioned motivation, but maybe something else that is a sign, not a good sign um, when you want to take a course. Uh, for sure. You know, this course is all about teaching according to the communicative approach first. And if you like combining different approaches in your teaching, like lexical, word, grammar translation, or etc., you don't need to know everything. I would say it's impossible to remember every, everything after the course. So you can just take the most efficient features of the communicating approach after CELTA and mix it with something else that you think will be really efficient to implement with your students in your teaching practice. And second, uh, to take into consideration, I would say that I was repeating in myself that you need to be open-minded and be ready to change. Because again, if you think that you know everything, you're not going to teach, uh, no, you're going to teach your tutors. And when they give you feedback, uh, they just don't know. They don't understand what you really want to give to the students. Yeah. So it's just a losing option. Yeah. Because sometimes it's a good idea just uh, not to be super opinionated and at least to take into consideration the opinions of other people. And the thing that you mentioned, yeah, like CELTA is mostly about the communicative approach. So um, it was my concern before taking a course because, yeah, you definitely know, but for our listeners, we do use some tools from grammar translation approach. It doesn't mean that all our lesson is built according to grammar translation approach, but we do use something. And uh, I had some ideas in my mind, but this approach works for us. So maybe we don't need to work with the communicative approach and so on. And I decided that uh, in order to say no to it and in order to neglect it, first, I need to learn more about it to understand whether it works or not. And right now we successfully implemented a lot of things into our lessons. And I believe our students only benefited from it. So lexical approach, you're coming next. We need to master it as well. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, talking about, um, talking about the course, you also took it online, uh, right? It was online course for you. You know, first time I started thinking about, like seriously thinking about CELTA course when the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic broke out, because, uh, a lot of people, a lot of teachers had a lot of free time at that point uh, of history, at, at that point of time, um, but at that time, we were teaching only offline. Of course, we switched to online in English Hub during the quarantine and so on, but we were not really excited about this. And uh, once we had a chance to go back to offline teaching, we did it. That's why at that time, there was an opportunity to take this course only online, and I decided that I was going to lose a lot of things since online course doesn't fit offline teaching. And eventually, one year, after that, I took it online. Uh, so what do you think? Is it worth taking this course online? Uh, for sure. Or is it worth doing this only if you're going to teach online? 
For sure, it's worth it if you're planning to work online because most of tools are implemented only in online teaching. But of course, that would be profitable if you're planning to conduct your lessons offline because after each lesson, we have self-reflection. And uh, in, in self-reflection, we also think about how we can implement these tools in offline teaching. And we compare these two ways, online, offline, and etc. For example, the distribution of the material takes more time offline than online and vice versa. Working with the, with the whiteboard takes more time offline than online. But again, it depends on your type and skills. That's why it, it all depends how you consider this course. Like if you want to get everything, you'll get it and you can implement it, whether it's offline or online teaching. Yeah, and you need to know how to adjust things, right? Because teaching is a creative process. Yeah, I was worrying before the course that maybe I'm not tech savvy enough. And actually, uh, I thought that I'm not a fan of online teaching, but I realized that I just didn't know about a lot of tools that I can use, I can apply. And yeah, to tell the truth after the course, I became a fan of online teaching because it gives you so much more opportunities and tools and you can do a lot of things much faster. It's something that you mentioned, totally agree with it. Yeah. Okay, let's move to the most intriguing part of our conversation. So the most important question, how to get pass A at the course? So something that you did, because it's not something trivial. Yeah, you need to be really outstanding. Um, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can share what I did during the course. So first and foremost, you need to be ready to develop your teaching. Again, accept your mistakes always. Uh, after the lesson, you will be given feedback by the tutor. In this feedback can be found positive aspects of your teaching and areas to improve. And so your next step is to work on these options, on these areas to improve. For example, if you have a minus in time management, uh, that should be your personal aim for the next lesson, by the next time. Again, be open-minded and listen to all, all the tutors, what they are telling you. That's really important because they're here to help you to improve, not just to criticize you. That was just first. Okay. Uh, second, you need to be <laughs> second. You need to be active all the time, not only during the input sessions, but also during feedback sessions. Brainstance all the time, kind of comment other lessons, uh, lessons of other teachers, and I can share that uh, when it was a feedback session and when it was my lesson that we discussed. So all the time I start and. I kind of try to describe the positive and negative aspects myself. And in two weeks, we had the meeting with our tutor and the tutor said like, he didn't know that I can notice so tiny details because usually they write it in the feedback, but then I kind of say them out loud and it's like, okay, that's great that you can see, you can accept your mistakes, even yourself, that I don't need to point at them. You see them. Well, that's the second point. And of course, 
you need to have the solid basis of knowledge uh, of areas and methodology and language. So again, it's not just for fun. You've decided to pay this money and take this course. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To tell the truth, when I was listening to the first tip that you were giving, I think, hmm, it sounds so easy, but easier said than done. Because still, you need to be super concentrated and you need to take a lot of things into consideration. I really like your point about the personal aim. First of all, the part of the course and the part of the lesson plan. But, you know, I started noticing it uh, long before uh, the CELTA course itself, that real professionals, whatever sphere we're talking about, uh, they actually have some aims, not only for their students, customers, but they always think what to improve in themselves. And that's, that's really important, something that we can overlook sometimes. Okay. But to tell the truth, I didn't hear any like super magical tip, any secret. So hard work, motivation, and being assertive, maybe. Yeah, that's the most important. Uh, that sounds so easy, but again, I observed some examples like uh, in each session of feedback session, they, some teachers, they were said like, okay, you need to work on this. For example, echoing. But echoing repeated all the time during all these eight lessons, all these eight teacher practices. So when the tutor sees that you do not develop at all, you do not take into consideration any, any comments of the tutor. So that means that after the course, you're not likely to continue in this developing. Right, right. And again, it's interesting to analyze it because if we're talking about this particular comment, it's not that much about the mythology and your knowledge of it. It's about your personal skills, people skills, soft skills, whatever you call them. Yep, the ability to develop yourself, learning habits. Because most likely uh, you project the same situation, the same skills in other spheres of your life. Most likely you do not reflect in other spheres. Uh, by the way, as I know, and probably some of our listeners know, when you receive the CELTA certificate, uh, you also receive some final feedback from your tutors, where they write what you're really good at and what can be the valuable contribution to the company that you're going to join, right? And they also write some spheres to develop or at least to take into consideration. If you get past A, do you still have the list of spheres or things to develop? Sure. As I already mentioned, there is no perfection. Okay. World. Unfortunately, perfection doesn't exist. We always have some room for development. And for instance, my room for development, it's in modeling the pronunciation. I remember things okay. like, firstly, you need to highlight these features of pronunciation and only then you model them and only then you trail them and etc. So this is one aspect, uh, and time management, but time management, it was like <laughs> under the question mark, because I kind of started improving this already during the course. Right. Yeah, definitely. The course itself uh, is a good milestone or a good practice of time management, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, in my feedback, I received that I need to work a little bit more on prioritizing and time management as well. And what's the most interesting that um, actually these are the spheres that I need to prove in my life in general, you know? So it's kind of hard to prioritize which task is more important. And when I look even uh, right now at my calendar, I understand that I still have a lot to learn. And maybe when I improve the quality of my life, 
I will also improve my teaching quality significantly. Yeah, so this things are because teachers they are not robots, right? Yeah, teachers they're not robots. We're also humans. So we have some feelings. We have some interests. We need to have some hobbies in order not to be just the machine that teaches you. Like we also have a soul. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> can't agree more. Can't agree more. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but by the way, um, I stumbled upon a couple of pre-Selta courses and I was really surprised. Uh, is it worth taking them? Well, what's your take on this? As for me, I don't think it is worth. Okay. Like, uh, to read about the course, you can open different websites to improve your English level. And I've seen that one pre-Celta course guarantees that you will increase your English. But it's not the point of the course. To acquire more knowledge and methodology, you may try TKT tests. Okay. And uh, again, these pre-Celta courses, it's not the guarantee that you will get pass A, like we already mentioned, because it is the combination of hard skills and soft skills. Right. So you need to do... Right, right. And it's, mm -hmm. right. Even though there are a lot of courses that kind of devoted to train your soft skills, but it's all about you, not all about the information that you're going to get there. Yeah. How you're going to apply this information, whether you're ready to apply it or not. Right. Uh, by the way, you mentioned TKT uh, tests. Uh, yeah. So several more people from our school are going to take Seltor this winter. And they were also interested whether it's a must, whether TKT is a must before a CELTA course. So what do you think? I don't have TKT. And okay. <laughs> That's the best answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And still you got pass A. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, and but, I'm, but that's true. TKT is all about how to operate with theory, not how to put it into practice. And the same I can say about level certificates. It's not the must to have in, in this course. Right, right. Yeah, because um, I remember talking to some people about the course, CELTA course, and they mentioned, okay, but I don't have like CE or CPE certificate and I need to prove like, my level, but it's not the case. I didn't have any certificate at the moment when I was applying and that wasn't a problem at all. They're going to talk to you during the interview. Like if you don't know English, they kind of see it. Yeah, that's not that difficult. Yeah. Okay, so what would you recommend to teachers who are only thinking of taking this course? Um, firstly, you need to decide why you want CELT. Um, if you do not have a target, so you may quit after one week of the course. Because the course is really stressful and you can kind of, okay, maybe I don't need this course. Like what for? So you need to have the purpose. You need to have the target. Uh, again, as I mentioned, the course facilitators claim that this course is for newbies. And again, it's not true. Uh, you need to be prepared for everything. You need to be prepared with the methodology. You need to understand the language. And when I say understand the language, it's not only about how to explain present simple. It's about all aspects of grammar, how to provide this to your tutor, to your students. Yep. Okay. And again, be ready to accept your mistakes and drawbacks and work on them. Be open-minded. 
Yeah, right. You know, one more piece of advice that I received from one of the tutors of my course uh, during the pre-interview, during the interview itself. So uh, she mentioned that that's a good idea to take one week off before the course, because you're going to be stressed and you want to take, take everything that you can from this course. And I believe that's also good advice because it's better to work with it with, uh, it's better to work in this with fresh mind and being, yeah, be, be, being energized, let's put it this way. Um, you know, I have one more question that just popped up in my mind. When we were talking about uh, like mythology and so on, after the Celta course, uh, what you can be, I mean, can you become a teacher trainer after the Celta course or a mythologist, even though mythologist is not a typical word to use in the English language itself? Or is it more about like teaching development, but not more, but not that much about training? Uh, right, CELTA. CELTA course, it's more about practice. It's not how you can explain these techniques, but how you can implement them in your teaching. That's why if you want to become, I know it's a, met a methodologist, if you want to teach other teachers, if you want to be the trainer, you need to go further and have some dealt. But CELTA is not enough for that. Okay, okay. But if we're talking about the practical aspect, it's one of the best courses so far, I believe. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, I have to admit something. Um, when I found out about your results, uh, I had pretty mixed feelings. Because uh, first of all, I was a little bit demotivated that teachers at my school actually got better results than I did. But on the other hand, I was super proud that I have such cool teachers. So I'm really proud to have you as one of the teachers in English Hub. And um, thank you very much for sharing your experience uh, with us, with our listeners. And I hope that we will have a chance to discuss much more interesting topics about the professional development of teachers. Thanks. That was a pleasure to share my experience. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. So that's it for today. Yeah, I hope this podcast was useful and we motivated and encouraged some more teachers to go through the CELTA course and become better professionally. Bye, guys. <laughs>